Welcome to the Serete, a Bleach fandom community podcast brought to you by the Gente Rain Service Department, who are sponsoring this episode in the hopes that it will make up for their appalling tardiness to authorise Gente Kaijo. <laughs> Souls might die, but they need to take a nap. So, uh, my name is Lethan, and today I'm joined by Nomi. Hiya, how's it going? <laughs> good, good. How you doing, Nomi? Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah. Not too bad. Good. Good. We're recording this episode on a Saturday morning. It is like it's like half ten in the morning on Saturday the seventh. Um, we are aware that there is a chapter uh, coming out in the upcoming Shonen Jump, which is on the tenth, I believe. Nomi, is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and we have been doing our utmost to avoid all spoilers. So. Um, we may or may not put an episode out for it, depending on the content of the chapter. And if you didn't know, the chapter will already be out by the time this episode comes up. So, oh, hopefully it's good. Like, I'm, I'm praying for future us that it's a good chapter. You know? Yeah, me too. I, I've i seen people's reactions and they seem positive, I think. Okay. I don't know. Okay, and you've avoided all spoilers? Uh, yep. Oh, <sighs> You're doing really well because you've opened Twitter a couple of times by accident, haven't you? I have. I've now since deleted it off my home screen, and if I want uh-huh. to go to Twitter, I have to like go type on my phone and search for Twitter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably for the best. Actually, it's a really good idea. Um, cool. Well, we've got two episodes to cover as well. So, will we jump into them? Yes, we shall. Okay then, so after four minutes of previously on Dragon Ball Z, we finally get into Bleach episode 120, Hitsugaya Scatters, the Broken Huon Maru, where we find out that during Ikaku's fight with Edrad, Captain Hitsugaya and Renji have also been fighting and have already gone Bankai. Things seem tough for Renji into until Uru, one of the children who lives with Urahara, steps in and gains the upper hand, completely wailing on this Arankar. I mean, do not take this child's lunch money because <laughs> she's going to get it back. <laughs> she seems to be having the upper hand, that is, until Ilfort Grants releases his Zampact home. The act of which is noticed by Shaolong Kufang, who is fighting Hitsugaya. He also notes that Hitsugaya's Bankai is looking a little wilted, if you pardon the pun. Um, with nine out of his twelve petals disintegrating, leaving Shaolong to theorize that when all petals are gone, Hitsugaya's Bankai is done. After he too releases his Zanpakuto, he reveals that he is the 11th Arankar, but is not the 11th strongest. Only the top 10 are ranked by strength and all others by birth. Meanwhile, Rangiku, who at first glance lies defeated, finally gets an answer from the Soul Society with the permission to lift their power limiters. And that brings us into our episode 121, Clash, the Protector versus the Bearer. After taking the time to kindly explain the Gentai Kaijo release to their opponents, hashtag exposition, we find out that they're now five times stronger than they were before. They easily take down their opponents after activating the restriction lift on their power, but we can clearly see how close the battle was as Captain Hitsugaya falls from the sky badly wounded. Meanwhile, Ichigo is getting brutally toyed with by Grimjow Jaggerjack, one of the best names in the whole of Bleach for a Scottish person to say. 
Grim Joe isn't happy when Tozen shows up to spoil his fun, demanding that he returns back to Lord Aizen for his punishment. Saved by the Tozen much, Ichigo? <laughs> That's what I'm probably going to call this episode. It's either going to get called Grim Joe Jagger Jack, or it's going to get called Saved by the Tozen. I've not decided yet. I love it. That's great. And yeah, it's like, you want to make a pun of like, you know, I'm Toes and Tosin, and I can't think of one at the moment. <laughs> or the skin right. of his Tosin? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> the skin of his Toes, that is gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got I mental images of Tosin's feet, it's not really what I'm <laughs> uh, Anyway, <laughs> oh, we should probably discuss the episodes. Um, we should, I mean... I mean, not much happened. We didn't get much information. It was just all fights, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Let's just let's just make this a whole episode of us saying Grim Joe's name. I mean, I, I can start with my fun fact about Grim Joe. Go for it. So, Grim Joe Jagadrak is actually named after a um, architect. Oh. Um, and in fact, the majority of the Aranka and we learn, and no, not the Aranka, like we learned this new word today um, of Aspara. And the majority of the Aspara are actually named after architects. That's but, so strange, but yeah. yeah. So Grimjaw is, I'm trying to find where I wrote it. <laughs> so he's, an, his first name stems from that of Nicholas Grimshaw, an English architect. And his last name, um, Jagajax, comes from a Swiss watch and clock manufacturer called Jager um, Le Couture. But it's because it's like Swiss French, it's more like Jager Le Couture. Ah. Which made me think that, you know, if we're going with the French theme for his last name, because it, it's always, I've always struggled to pronounce Grimjaw's last name. And for a while I went Jager Yak because it reminds me of a Jager bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but with this whole a new kind of learning of that his name comes from a Swiss what Swiss watch and clock manufacturer, I was so I was like Jeje Jacques. So I was like Bonjour, je m'appelle Jeje Jacques. And oh yeah. my god, I am not <laughs> I think pronouncing French it that way. Funny, <laughs> but I just thought that was like a really cool kind of bit of trivia that Grimjo and in fact some of the other. Um, people that we're going to be meeting, um, including Okiora, who we've already met, are named after architects. That is pretty cool. I did not know that. That was really, that's awesome. Um, hopefully, hopefully that has inspired, you know, our listeners into looking into the names of more Bleach characters. It certainly has with me. Yeah. Uh, um, and on that note, actually, just a little reminder that uh, Rukia's name is not Japanese. So... No. I'm, I'm hoping that something like that might be mentioned in upcoming media. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, okay, so Renji is fighting, and it, I had to write down the, how to pronounce this guy's name. It was Eelford, right? Yeah. Eelford, yeah. Because that wasn't how I was going to pronounce it when I first saw how it was spelled. Uh, and he is... <laughs> I've got a note here, right? I don't know if I should find this up or if this is just going to totally spiral the episode, which is already going way out of control. But Ilford says that Renji's Bankai uh, is 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 fast and impressive considering its size. And I was like, <laughs> he just said that Renji has a big one. <laughs> that's what my note says. Oh, that's, that's, that's funny. I mean, it's 
it's fast and it, it's big and it gets the job done. Uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> so it's good to know. Renji's big but fast. So it depends on your, your preference. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry. Dale's going to listen to this episode and they're just going to be like, oh, for God's sake, this is what happens <laughs> when I'm not part of the bloody podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. It was just really interesting. Obviously, we come in and, and these characters have already gone Bankai, which for me is like a big surprise that they've already like gone for their highest level of power output and they're still struggling at this point. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's going to happen the, here? There's a lot of like kind of trying to figure out the power levels of everyone mm-hmm. because you've got Renji who's in Bankai and is struggling. But then you've got this small child, Uru, coming in and gaining the upper hand. Like, literally, before Ilfort releases his Zanpakuto, it could be like she was winning. Yeah, she was. And I don't know if that's because maybe she got the upper hand and he was just, like, caught off guard by the fact that this 11-year-old is attacking him or however old she is. Or if there is something more to Uru that, you know, doesn't exactly meet the eye we've seen them fighting hollows before i think that the second is true because i think if this arankar or knew that he had the power to be able to stand up to that kick that ururu put on him he would have he wouldn't have released anything he wouldn't have felt the need to release his power but he did so he Mm. knew that she was a bit of a threat but this brings up like I've got this in my notes is like like Uru's Uru's attack like holy shit do we have to like talk about the whole child sh- like soldier thing like that's like we don't know where Uru and Jinta came from they just sort of appear yeah. and I'm wondering like I don't know if like the, like a child soldier type program was ever potentially invented or was talked about and maybe that's where they come from i think yeah i think it's safe to say that these two they're not just humans that um kisuke and tessai just adopted to make it seem like they're this happy little world of the living family with nothing suspicious going on at all i do think that maybe there is something about them because it, Jinta said something, uh, because he sees that Uru's got this kind of like glazed look in her eyes. She's almost as if she's sleepwalking or in a trance. Mm-hmm. And he says that the Arankar's spiritual pressure is affecting her. And it's yeah. almost as if he knows this and he like, not that he expected it, but he kind of knows that she's got this hidden power. And that's why he's trying to stop her because he's got that kind of insider knowledge yeah and it's how she spoke as well she was like must like must protect and it was very robotic almost wasn't it yeah it's almost as if like the avankar's built of pressure just flicked a switch in her and she just went into as you say kind of like robot um protection mode instead of robot innocent mode yeah it's really strange Mm. but Whilst that's happening, we get Akon, who's back in the 12th Division, saying we need that authorization, which is our first indication, if you're paying attention, that they're waiting for something. Yeah. Um, and certainly, I'm going to have a tiny mini rant here, right? Okay. This will, this will come up later in my, like, ships, I think. It comes up in my ships. But um, 
there are a lot of bleach critics out there. I remember watching like a lot of YouTube videos whilst I was waiting for like any news of the anime returning. Like, see when I binged Bleach and it had finished for me, mm-hmm. I was devastated. And obviously, you like people like us, you know, in the fandom community side, we we cling on to anything to keep that that alive, which is like fandom, fan fiction, cosplay, role play. Um, uh, art, anything like that, just to try and keep it alive when you finish something that you genuinely love. And so I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos, and I remember like coming across one that was like, like I, th- I can't remember what it was titled, but it was something like why Bleach failed or why Bleach wasn't good. It was it was one of those types of critic videos, and I remember like every single thing. And this video had a lot of likes, and there was only a handful of Bleach people on it that were like standing up for points. But this vid- video was like pointing out that like oh they just pull power changes out of their arse and look yeah okay there are moments where that happens but I feel like it always gets explained and one of the ones and this is where I had to pause the video because I was raging at him and I had to like (laughs) comment in the comments like oh my god did you even watch the same program as me um where he was like yeah so like they just pull this gente kaijo thing out and blah blah and I'm like they did not pull that out of their arse for this episode if you've been paying attention, Renji speaks about it when he goes to the world of the living to fight Ichigo, and then when they're fighting each other inside the Soul Society, he talks about this. Mm. I don't know if it gets named as such, but he does say that when we go to the world of the living, we get a restriction put on us that cuts our power by X amount. He's already told us this. So yeah. I'm like, do people just, like, the critics, the, in quotation marks, critics, not <laughs> actually pay attention to the shit they're meant to be watching? Anyway, rant over. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely that we it, we may have forgotten about it. Like I'd forgotten about it until you yeah. mentioned it, but it has been mentioned. And like this is the t- this is the point where we're finally getting like we're finally seeing that okay, no, Hitsugaya and Renji aren't struggling. They're just fighting at a much lower like level than they should be allowed to. You should be able to. So if this fight was happening in the Soul Society, it probably would have gone a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. It would be, they would have been demolished within seconds if it was in the Soul Society. Mm-hmm. Home turf and all that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. I, I just, that just like, if you're going to critique something, make sure you get your point right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, we're fine because we, we, we fangit all over most of the stuff that we talk about, so... <laughs> We do. <laughs> so, here's some food for thought for you then. Go for it. Would you What's say food? that Uru is the same level as Shikai Matsumoto and Shikai Rukia? As bec- because those those two characters both defeated um, their Avankar uh, with their Shikai without their Avankar being um, released, basically? I think that's a fair point to make is an assumption um it's very hard to judge bleachy's power levels isn't it because it isn't always just about the power it's also about the technique and the skill yeah and i think in that's in that side i think rangiku and rukia would both have her beat um not that they would ever fight a child anyway mm-hmm. uh, and that was another reason why i thought maybe the child soldier thing was created for a reason is because certain people would not want to fight but yeah. um I, I think power scale wise, you're probably about right, actually, yeah. Um, although it didn't seem like Rukia and Rangiku were particularly trying, and it didn't really seem like Uruu was particularly trying either. So I wonder if, you know, if everybody was fighting at max, 
we would probably see things slightly different. Plus, we have to remember that Rukia and Rangiku had Gente Kaijo still to be activated um, at that point. Don't, well, Rukia didn't. Um, I was going to say, well, I don't think Rukia would have. Uh, but yeah, ex- specifically Rangiku. I think it also depends on who they're fighting as well. Like, um, what's his name that Rukia fought? Was it D-Roy? Yes. Yeah. See, I seem like he could have been a little bit more stronger than, say, Nakim, who Rangiku fought. We didn't see much of Nakim's... We didn't see anything of Nakim. He just he just got one hit KO'd. Yeah, he was the just end. there. He's he very unforgettable. <laughs> you mean forgettable? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So forgettable. Yeah, he's unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I think without being able to see everybody at their max powers, it's very, very hard to judge that. Mm-hmm. But it's good food for thought. I like it. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I laughed and I took this as a note here where it was like Kashiro's like flower petals were disintegrating. And Diarankar is basically explaining his own power back to him. <laughs> How did this Arankar like, get this like Arang- all this informed knowledge of Bankai? <laughs> I'm like, did this Arankar just like mansplain back to Toshiro his own powers, but like Arankar oh explained? <laughs> <laughs> it's Toshiro's face because he doesn't confirm or deny anything. He just like stares at him, and I'm like, yeah, same Toshiro. I'd be like that too. Yeah. It's like somebody coming out and just be like, well, did you know that when your period starts, you blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, mate, whatever. Like, <laughs> he's young and he's not fully developed yet. And Toshiro's just like, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It does make me wonder, though, if Toshiro knows what happens. Like, has Toshiro ever been mm-hmm. uh, in that situation where he's fighting and he has lost that many petals before? Mm. Like... It it was it, it gave me like that question does like does Toshiro know what's gonna happen? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That was my <laughs> thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh that's a good point. I think I, I, I do you know what Toshiro did something in that moment that I was so proud of him for because it, it doesn't happen a lot in Bleach. He kept his mouth fucking shut about his power. <laughs> like he just he just kept it shut. He didn't then have to go, well, like just sit down, let me put my monocle on and explain my entire power to you. Yeah, um, I think some captains or like some people at least need to take a le- take a lesson from yes. Toshiro. For Sit down, it's God, um, how not to explain your powers 101 with Hitsugaya Toshiro. <laughs> Do you know, and yeah, honestly, please, can that happen? Because see the blanket, like, me and Swift are obviously watching it through still at the moment, and we, we now have just got that as a running joke of, oh, here comes the explanation. <laughs> like, it's just like the thing that's happening. So, yeah, yeah we're going to see that a lot going forward. But yeah, I'm really pleased that Toshiro in this moment decided, no, I'm keeping my mouth shut. This guy is just being a dick. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to point out as well again this is me just teasing Bleach because you, you know we, we're a fan we critique it because we're fans right mm-hmm. you know we, we're, it's coming from a place of love but I will say in Bleach the bad guys <coughs> seem allergic to delivering finishing blows like I think if they tried to deliver a finishing blow to, to an opponent it's like something physically stops them maybe it's Jesus or something I don't know but like they just seem incapable of delivering that final attack that will actually kill them yeah. And I think we saw that with um 
we saw that with a few of the Rancar here where we've got um, Shaolong in particular against Toshiro where he's like he slashes him he had plenty of opportunity to just end him and he didn't no he had to step back and admire his handiwork for a second yeah absolutely <laughs> speaking of Shaolong and liking to talk though mm-hmm. we did get some kind of interesting information from him with the whole, because he announces himself as he's the 11th Espada. And Toshiro yes. asked a very good question. Good job, Toshiro. If yep, that means he's time. the 11th strongest. And he's not. He is just the 11th born. And that only the 10 before him get ranked as strongest. Yeah. So that so makes it, you wonder then, was he first born and it number starts at number 11? Because otherwise would a Rancar number start at 1 if it was first born? But that would then tie into the Aspara? I don't know. Yeah. Shiro should have asked more questions. But I do like that he asked a question to buy time. Very clever. That's just seeing how clever he is. Yeah. But this also kind of links back to a couple of episodes ago when Toshiro is explaining the Rancars to Ichigo, you know, when they're all sitting in his bedroom. And he states that they're in trouble if Aizen's created at least 10 of Anka. But we've got this, we've kind of got this confirmation that, you know, there's at least six of Anka here right now, but there's 10 Espada before him who are so much more powerful than yeah. this one of Anka. Very true. Good point. So do we now take this as, oh crap. Eisen's one, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely puts us in a, a, a detrimental position, isn't it? Because he did say about the 10, if there was more than 10. But the good news is, I suppose, it's it's kind of, I guess, slightly even-ish. Just because we see that, obviously, this 11th Arankar got, and, and his colleagues got defeated so easily. So we're, we're left to assume that the big threat are the 10. Mm-hmm. They are going to be our big threat. Um. And, and we did see that a little bit of threat with Ichigo not being able to defeat Grimjaw, who was Espada number six. Yeah. So he's the sixth strongest, and Ichigo really struggled. And Ichigo's not got any kind of limiter on him. He's not got. Um, he's not inhibited, but like Renji and Toshiro was, he was fighting at full strength. I th- I I would counter that actually because I think Ichigo's limitations he's placing on himself because he's scared of the hollow inside him. So oh I don't gosh, think yeah. He's fighting at full. Because he does mention that whole yeah, I'd forgotten about that. No, yep, good point. And, and there is a little scene that happens in the next episode when we come to discuss the next episode that I I I really need to stress about. So I'm I'm excited to bring that up, but that ties into that point. Um, but yeah, you're right. This whole like ten espada, like this information is is crucial. And like, good job to Cheryl. You know, like, good job for asking questions and, yeah. and just being a really good facilitator. There, um, he knew that he was going to win that fight. He just needed to buy time. So whilst he was at it, he's going to extract as much information. And Isarankar thinks that he's got the battle won, so he's quite willing to give information. So yeah, yeah, did love that. Um, and then I've just got the notes on the Gen Terrain um, about the l- placed on lieutenants and captain. <laughs> so do I, because it's funny, because I found something on Tumblr the other day before I started watching the episode, and it's just so coincidental that it like 
it popped up on my Tumblr dashboard at the same time as I was like around about the same time I was watching this episode. What was it? <laughs> so it's by um, someone called Polonaya on Tumblr, and they also write really good um, write on fix on Ao3, and it's all about the placement of where the Gente Rayen is. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off with like um, Akon's like, okay, where do you want it? And Rangugus is like, tits, please. Renji's like. Also tits. And Toshiro's hesitant. He doesn't want to say it. So then all the others are like, oh, Ruki's like, oh, I don't get one, but I would go for tits. <laughs> Ikaku starts to open his mouth. And Renji's like, if you say a single word, I will end you. Ikaku then says, I was just going to throw in my support for the titties. And Yumichika's like, I would go for the ass. <laughs> and then Toshiro's like, fine, tits. <laughs> Yeah, Tashiro's like, I do not want to have to flash my ass in battle to explain to my opponent this this whole power regime thing. So uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's really good. God, I love little comics and things like that when people go out their way to create them because they're just, they're obscure, they're funny, they just make you laugh, you know? They, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, let's let's just pretend it was Rangiku who decided for this kind of go because it does seem like her kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, also, I just want to give a little shout out to the end of this episode because the end of this episode, as they were like showing off their titties, their their <laughs> little uh, Gentarian uh, stamps, uh, the end music is the same as our podcast intro music. I did notice that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yay! <laughs> Go us! We survived the year. Uh. Oh. It's it's funny though because we were like, I was just I was thinking about you. Uh, the time it took them because we've got that whole thing with Akon saying oh we need to wait for permission and then Rankiku's playing dead this whole time as they're waiting for permission and I'm like I wonder where this permission came from so I'm like oh maybe it came from Senor 46 and then my sister's like Senor 46 is dead I was like well that's Dick. why it took so long they had to go hire th 46 other people just to make this <laughs> one decision <laughs> Do you know what though? Maybe you're right. Maybe that's why it did take so long was because of the bad eight down in Central Forty Six. But I thought that Toshiro had explained to us or Renji, maybe it was Renji explained that because Central Forty Six are all did, uh, that all all um all authorization is going through Yamamoto right now. Mm -hmm. Yamamoto was having a bath. Ah, so. uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, oh gosh, that's why he decided to sponsor this episode of the podcast so that he could gain back like some trust from the watchers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good fun I think the biggest surprise for me this episode because obviously this this kind of went the way that I thought this episode would you know the good guys win in the end yes uh, but the biggest surprise for me was definitely Uruuru. that was that was a surprise it was yeah and just there's just something about it's kind of haunting mm. to see this child take on this full-grown Avanka who a lieutenant was struggling with is it's very kind of haunting and eye-opening and you wonder what exactly Kisuke has been up to yeah it's always Kisuke he's always up to something oh yes and it's it doesn't even have to be something that you know would be considered legal I don't think he cares look what he did to Rukia uh, yeah I was <laughs> gonna he, say yeah at this point it's he's a law unto himself <laughs> yep but that's all my notes for episode 120. Yeah, I've only got manga anime differences left. Let's go. Okay, so the 
the scene with 12, you know, how we have that little cut to Akon and he's like, oh, when are they going to give us that permission? That's anime only. Okay. I'm glad they had that, though. I think that that's just extra incentive, extra reminder to yeah. the audience. And Although I did critics. think I was like, is he? I I did get a little bit confused about what permission he was waiting for. Like I thought he was waiting for Rangiku to call in with the permission, and he was like ready to give the permission. But then after like seeing Rangiku at the end and seeing that she was faking, and then waiting, it was a case of they had asked permission. Twelve had passed the permission on, and they were just waiting for Yamamoto to get out of the bath and give them yeah. that permission. So. <laughs> I love how we've just defaulted to Yamamoto was in the bath. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, there was, of course, that whole extra bit with Renji and having help. He don't need your help. He got this. Yeah. With the little mod souls. Um, <clears throat> Renji yeah. doesn't actually know who Jinta and Uru are. Whereas in the anime, he's... Um, he tells Jinta, he's like, Jinta, get away. And he, like, knows their name. Whereas when Uru first turns up, he's like, oh, who's that girl? So he doesn't know who they are. And that's probably a side effect of the filler episodes because they met in the filler episodes, whereas in the manga they haven't officially met yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that also ties into the manga and anime differences I did a few weeks ago where it was, like, Renji was waiting outside the Urahara shop and Urahara yeah. was not interested in him. Yeah. And then um, in the anime, it's just uh, one final, it's just a little detail and it's probably just an animation error. But when you get that pan of Toshiro in Bankai, he doesn't have his little dragon feet. He's just got his normal feet. Oh, they left out the dragon feet. They left out the little dragon feet. I was like, do you, know, do you know, I almost took a note of um, Toshiro whipping uh, uh, Shilong? 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 Shaolong, yeah. thank you. Uh, uh, each uh, Toshiro whipping Shaolong with his tail, and I was going to be like, I whip my tail back and forth. I whip my tail back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yes. going to get us a, a poor rating on, on iTunes. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah but that's it. There was like These episodes are pretty, pretty loyal. It's just like little bits and. The bloody mod soul people mod souls and flowing from previous seasons yeah (sighs) Yeah. it's fine they'll be gone soon (laughs) hopefully (laughs) uh cool well let's jump into episode 121 then which was clash the protector versus the bearer we got a new intro song we did that was a surprise Mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting that i was like oh because like the previous one's like one of my favorite ones and i was like oh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. The last one was my favourite as well, one of my favourites. And this one yeah. was Alones by Aqua Times. So, uh, it's it's okay. It's I, okay. I just feel like they're taking these mod soul characters that they created to try to shove them down our throat. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're, they're like right at the beginning of this intro as well. And I'm like, can they just be done now? Like, can they yeah. just go away? You know? There was quite a few spoilers in the opening as well, so if you are watching this for the first time with us, don't watch the openings. Yeah, don't, or the don't pay too much attention. Like yeah. you can, you can close your eyes and listen it. to the music. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> we get the explanation from Renji in this episode that they are their power was limited by about eighty percent, and that it was they're now five times stronger. Yeah. So. Did did anyone else want to show like moon prison power makeup when they were all like Gintaran? 
like I don't know, I felt very Sailor Moonish and Transformation esque. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. <sighs> they, Bleach needed their own version. That's what it was. They needed yes. their own. Yeah. yeah. The Aran Car uh, speak about their flash tape equivalent called uh, Son Sonido. 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 That's it. It's very. It's Spanish, isn't it? And it's Spanish yeah. for the word sound. Ooh. Sonido. And that makes me wonder: Is it meant to be a reference to like traveling at the speed of sound? Is that does that give us an indication of their speed, maybe? Oh, maybe. But does that mean then that if you travel at the speed of light, you're faster than an Avanka? Or did I just yes. get my science facts completely? No, 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 up? no, no, no. You're right. Okay. You're right. Sound <laughs> is much, much slower than light. Light travels much, much faster. Yeah. I think that's the thing about Sonic, isn't it? And that's what makes Sonic so OP is that he travels at the speed of light. I'm sure. Yes. Let me double check that fact before I go put my foot in it, and all the Sonic fans are like, "No, he doesn't." <laughs> okay. So, at the fastest, at his fastest. Sonic can run so fast that they can restore the fabric of time and space itself, making both versions of his top form massively faster than the speed of light. That's why Sonic is so OP. Anyway, so what we're saying is if Sonic came in here... <laughs> so if we had Sonic and Ivanka and a... Let's say Yorichi, because she is the fastest at Shampo, yeah. um, who would win? That's our question of the day for you guys. <laughs> Put it in the I... comments below. Who would win in a race between Sonic, Yorichi and Ivanka? Genuinely, I think, it, I think it would be Sonic. Like, I genuinely do. I feel like Sonic is that... Sonic is to speed what Superman is to power. Yes. Like, you put Superman in a, a battle with anybody and he will win unless they have kryptonite. That is just the whole thing about Superman. He is undefeatable unless you have kryptonite. Yeah. Um, whereas Sonic is like that, but with speed. Like, he is just ridiculously fast. Anyway, um, yeah, so we get the Shinigami version of this is Shunpo, or if you're watching the dub, it's called Flash Step. Mm -hmm. And then this is all equivalent and ties into the Quincy technique, which is uh, Hiru Kyaku. Hiren, yes. Hiren, Hiren Kyaku. Yes. The Quincy I... technique of Hiren Kyaku. <coughs> yes. I googled it yesterday, but yes. Yes, so these are all <laughs> roughly, and I guess each of these are just the name of the, the, the technique. That doesn't say that you're that fast. Like, for example, Shunpo used by Ichigo is vastly different to Shunpo used by Yoroichi. Like... Yoroichi is so much faster than your average Soul Reaper who uses Shampoo, so I'm inclined to believe that the same would be said for the Arankar, the Espada, the Quincy's, etc. It depends on the user, would depend on how fast they go. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because I think, like, you can equivalent to, you've got the different levels of Kido, like, different people are... Um, you've got Momo who's so much better at Kido than Renji. So you're going to have yeah. people who are so much better at Shampoo. They all have their talent, like, specialities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've got Rukia, who despite her brother being a Kido expert, she, or Kido master, I should say, uh, she still only uses the same one fucking Kido over and over and over again. Bless her. We'll, <sighs> give, we'll give her a Kido book for her birthday, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's worse in the, I think it's worse in the filler than it is in the actual canon episodes, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, We've got some Bankai techniques incoming in these episodes as well. We get Toshiro, uh, which is uh, Ryu Senka, which is a Hail Flower Dragon technique that he uses. And then we've also got a technique from Renji. And it's, 
correct me if I'm wrong, is this the first time we see this technique from Renji? Which is Hikotsu uh, Taiho? Hikotsu Taiho? I believe so. Because I don't think, I don't remember him using it. He definitely to... didn't use it with Byakuya. Or with, yeah, he didn't know. And let me, I'm on his page now. And I don't think we saw him fight really anybody else except for um, Aizen when he was trying to get away, but that wasn't really a fight fight, was it? He used something there where his sword went under the ground and came up. He used a technique. Yeah, no, this is the first time. Bleach anime, episode 121. Awesome. So because of that, I'm just thinking like this, this gives us a kind of time frame for how long it takes you to start to develop your technique in Bankai. So I'm assuming that Renji has been obviously training really hard behind the scenes before he came here. And it was, what, a couple of weeks or something? Is that right? Because it was over their summer holidays. It was through their summer holidays that they infiltrated the Soul Society. And then they went back to school. And it was pretty much the first day or first couple of days back at school that that the Iran card attack... Yeah. But a Japanese back. summer holiday isn't as long as a UK summer holiday. Or oh, is it not? No, oh, okay. because their their school year starts in April. Right. So I think their summer holidays is like only a month because they're it's not as it's if they're starting a new year like we would. Right, gotcha. So it's even less time then. So he's managed to develop this technique of his bankai in, what, a couple of weeks then? Yep, I'm just fact-checking. Summer vacation covers 40 days from like July 20th to August 31st. So it's like, yeah, they've only really got like a month or so. There you go, the more you know. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this was a new technique from Renji. So I just thought that that was cool. Like we get a rough idea, at least roughly, of how long it took him to develop this new technique of his bankai. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you wonder how many more techniques can a bankai do? Or do you just do something flashy with it, call it a technique and give it a name? Like, is it... Yeah, <laughs> like, it are like they all your... one-trick ponies? Or can they have, do they have more up their sleeves? <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, Ichigo's is obviously speed, but we've not seen him, other than obviously uh, Getsuga Tensho, we've not seen him come up with anything else. But we saw we saw a lot from Byakuya, and Byakuya's fight, he had a few different techniques. He did. But that, I think that kind of, that whole, it makes me think as well, because... Renji at the end of his fight he's like oh um that was tough I don't know if I could have managed it so it's a case of like they were they had gone Bankai at the start during at the start to kind of like keep themselves going keep themselves alive give them that little bit of extra booth they needed to survive until they got that permission mm-hmm. but had they had that permission beforehand and they went in at full power I think, at least from Hitagaya's point of view, he wouldn't have struggled as much. Renji probably might have still struggled a little bit because of how new his Bankai is. Yeah, they would have they would have struggled, and and certainly it doesn't undo any damage that have been that has been done, which would make you think that the authorization for something like Gente Kaijo should come through fucking fast. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, if you're putting your if you're putting your best soldiers out there and you know that there's a threat like the fucking Iran cars hanging around that, that tarnished Ichigo you know what I mean like you would think oh maybe we should you know be on call for Gente Kaijo to yeah. be you know authorised they've already had to give permission to extend the area of whatever that thing was from um, that Yumichiga asked 
Yeah. Um, so then maybe that's like a sign of, ooh, if, you know, if Yumichika is asking for this, then maybe the captains and the lieutenants are going to ask for this later. We should be on, we should be on standby for this and have it ready, like, preemptively. Yeah, 100%. And it just is like, I did not think of that. Okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just, it's just two lieutenants and a captain. We don't care if we lose them. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Ugh, anyway, um, yeah, so I had that as my notes, like how close they all came to fucking dying. This whole society really need to activate Genti Kaijo faster. What the fuck? That was my notes. Yeah. And I th- it also, it's also kind of good to highlight, again, we have that highlighting of the difference between a captain class Shinigami and someone who was just a third seat. Like, even though Ikaku is named as the second strongest in his division his fight went so much differently than Renji's and Toshiro's once they had had their limiter and he was he was never limited like Ikaku was always fighting at full power that's a really good point that is a really good point and he nearly got taken down even when he had his Bankai Mm -hmm. so yeah you're right so that just brings to light the difference in power of, of Renji and and Rangiku and Toshiro then and also as well it's really interesting because obviously we know that Renji was trained by Ikaku we got that in the flashbacks in the last yeah. episodes so so the, case to the be argued for... surpassed, surpassed yeah. the master yeah it seems that way um, okay so we get uh, we finally get introduced to Mi... Mizuho is that right? Mizuho yeah Keigo's sister Yes, Keigo's yeah. sister Mizuho makes her appearance, her debut, <laughs> and uh, she takes a liking to Ikaku. Yeah. Um, what a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean sure. I had to, you have to laugh at, like, Yumichika's just in the background going, <laughs> Yeah. You can kind of think he's, like, going, hands off my man, or whatever. <laughs> Honestly. Or well, um... maybe he's just used to it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's just the the way that Ikaku looks when she looks at him, like because he's rough and tumbled and he's like bruised and bloodied. But the minute she looks at him, he's like this beautiful. I don't know how to describe it, like princess type. Oh, it's just funny. Maybe yeah. laugh. It did make me laugh. But that also like the whole Ikaku's looking all bloodied and everything. It's interesting to see that when he's now in a gigai. So. Mm. We kind of know that from Ichigo's point of view, injuries that happen on the soul reflect that on his like actual body. Yeah. But these gi guys, they're just, you know, they're just vessels for them to put their soul in. They're not like connected. So the design choice and the um the science behind it is that they've kind of got the same ba- um bonding between a human soul and in the actual body and then this soul in this plastic receptacle whatever it's made out of gigai that their wo- their wounds wo- wo- wounds wounds injuries <laughs> it's easier to say <laughs> their injuries are then reflected on their gigai as well so i don't know it seems like a poor design choice because they could have yeah. done something better <laughs> yeah i agree that is quite strange hmm but then maybe that's the only way that you can make a Giga is to have it functioning fully like you would a human body. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. 
Uh, it's uh, you talking about Yubby Chica's face though. I had that. I'd taken a note of that with like laughing faces all over my page where I've put, uh, "Who says I'm bald?" Like when when you know, <laughs> yes, he gets called bald, and then it's just Yubby Chica's face in the background is priceless. He's he, yeah, he's just like tee <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's smiling like he's seen this a billion times before, and he knows how this is gonna go down, and he's trying not to laugh. That's what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. But, like, so if he's not got a buzz cut and he's not bald, Ikaku, what do you class yourself as? Like, what are you just, like, are you in denial that you think you have this amazing mullet? Like, <sighs> oh, it's funny. It's so funny. Um, yes, then that brings us into the fight with uh, Grimjo Jaggerjack. <laughs> And I will say his name like that every fucking time. <laughs> and he's just toying with Ichigo. Like, he's literally just, like, toying with him. And there's a scene in the air. <laughs> I can't believe I took the note of this, right? This is what happens when I do my notes, like, really late at night when I should be going to bed. <laughs> Where he, like, punches Ichigo and we get, like, the blood splurt out of his mouth. And I was like, Ichigo's blood glows in the dark. <laughs> so I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think I do want to call to light actually the whole we, Bleach isn't afraid to show blood and like spit and everything because when he gets properly pummeled like that you just see the saliva and the blood coming out of his mouth and there's yeah. not a lot of shows that would take the time to animate saliva no and like I mean it was it was heavily censored but there was still enough there that you got the sense of there's a lot of fluids from this one person I'm guessing it was a lot less censored in the manga yeah there was a lot more blood (laughs) and and then Grimjo just like punches him for fucking ages uh, but he also goes. I, know, I noticed a correlation between this scene and something that happened in Soul Society. Actually, like when Grimjo attacks him and he goes flying and he's just like going on and on for ages, like just battering himself across the floor as he's he's been pushed. And and it's very similar to what happened to Chad when Kuraku like just flicked him in the Soul mm. Society. Is that kind of same vibe? So I wonder if it was that because Chad went in the opposite direction. Like Chad was going across my screen, heading right. And Ichigo was across my screen heading left. And I'm just thinking, like, these two scenes, if you put them side by side, would be very similar to each other. So I wonder if this is the... This is obviously their way of showing how powerful Grimjow is and how out of his league Ichigo is at the moment compared to how Chad was when he went up against Kuraku. At least that's how I took it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I see that. Um, But I want to call out... This is a bit that I mentioned when we were talking about the last episode that I wanted to really draw attention to was mm-hmm. there was a moment when Grimjow picks up Ichigo by like the front scruff of his like uh, Shihaku show and he's lifting him up into the air and, and Ichigo like the anime just takes a, a moment to pause and you can see the fear in Ichigo's face like there's it's just a couple of seconds but you can see Ichigo the way he's looking is just pure fear hmm. and I and in that moment it was like I don't know if it hit some sort of deep paternal instinct in me or something but it was just in that moment that I was reminded that he's a 15 year old boy 
This is yeah. a wee laddie getting attacked, brutally attacked, by a ghost, <laughs> effectively, yeah. you know? P- pretty much, yeah. And you and... can see that again when we get the kind of realisation that Tatsuki is also watching this whole thing. Mm. And she's effectively standing back watching one like one of her childhood friends get pummeled and yeah. I think like at that point she's probably feeling powerless because of what happened to her in the fight with the fight with when she encountered Yami and Okiora. Mm-hmm. She's got that kind of powerless feeling. She's a black belt in her martial arts, yet she's feeling powerless in order and can't help one of her best friends yeah. and it strikes home that the fact that they are children they are teenagers they've got other things to worry about than ghosts and ghoulies they should be worrying about entrance exams and getting a job and you know real life stuff yeah it really does it, it just and i i highly encourage anybody who missed it to go back and just like pause, like just watch that the few seconds when Grimjow picks Ichigo up by that front scruff, like just watch Ichigo's face, just do it, because, mm. wow, it's it was very well animated. You didn't need in that moment you didn't need like exposition to say oh you're really scared. You didn't need it because they animated it so fucking well that you could see it. Yeah. And and as it happened, as he picks Ichigo up and we see that fear in his face, the soundtrack, um, soundscape to our doors playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And and it is a really beautiful haunting piece of music. Mm-hmm. Not not quite to the degree of nothing can be explained, but you know, it's still up there. It's still pretty up there. Give me chills actually that scene. But then Ichigo, bless him, rescued by Tosin, of all people. <laughs> well, he's battling with his mask and everything as well, isn't he? Just before Tozen shows up, so yeah. Grimjow, Grimjow doesn't get to see the mask, but he does get to see Ichigo's get gets Tensho, which he says, "Oh, Ukiora didn't take note of that." Yeah, but then you've also got like Ichigo. That's when Ichigo's kind of like you realize that Ichigo is kind of limited because he's scared. You've got mm-hmm. his hollow talking to him, and you've got the correlation between it's like more black out around the edges was it I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he mentioned that this Getsuga Tensho is his and he only has a couple more uses of it before the hollow wins out and the hollow completely takes over yeah because he does seem to say that like Getsuga Tensho is his move and when he's talking about his move he's referring to the hollow inside him isn't he Mm -hmm. which I thought was quite an interesting point you know like the Shika it was was Zangetsu who taught him Getsuga Tensho so what makes Ichigo think that it belongs to the hollow inside him yeah but maybe it's just when he uses it when he's using that much power that's when he gets himself that much closer to being overtaken by the hollow so that's what he means Mm, possibly yeah, because, like, you can kind of see, like, the parts of his eyes, the blackness is taking yeah. over, and it's, like, slowly making its way across his um left eye. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. I think that Ichigo's holofication thing, like, that hollow inside him that's trying to take over, I feel like that is reminiscent of when I was learning to snowboard. Let me explain. In snowboarding, if you think you're going to fall, you've already fallen, right? You have to have, like, there has to be a level of complete confidence for you to maintain control when you're snowboarding, and especially when you're starting out. 
And if you think, oh, I've fallen, your body has already prepared you and you're already starting to tumble. So I I think it's very similar in that sense that the minute he thinks, oh, no, here it comes, he's already losing that fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's, very, it's all to do with, like, your mental mindset Anxiety. and your perception of what it is. Yes, absolutely. It's a mental fight. It's a total mental fight. And I think this is why it's it's almost metaphorical for depression and anxiety and everything and those daily struggles that we face with each day where we doubt ourselves or you know we we don't believe in our own abilities or we're scared of what we are capable of doing Mm -hmm. you know it's really it's really you could really delve into into that is 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 metaphorical speaking part of what his hollow stands for inside of him to lighten the note on the back of that, <laughs> Renji's logic, Renji comes in, and this is Renji's logic, <clears throat> did you win? Ichigo <laughs> says no. Renji, well, you wouldn't be alive if you lost. Well, why the fuck ask him? Yeah. You could see he's alive, so he obviously won by your standards. Which, like, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that Renji says that, and he's been in the 11th, and he's worked under, he was trained by Ikaku, and he was tra- um, like he's worked under Kenpachi and all that, whereas their logic is you're lucky if you survive it's not like you won it's that you're lucky whereas Renji's like oh you you're you you won because you're alive so I think that's kind of more like optimistic than the mm. luckiness yeah and I also think it's interesting that they call it lucky and not just skill like there's an element of skill in there it's not just luck yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah that that's those are most of my notes all I've got left is like the post credit scene but have you got anything else for this episode um Nope, just my oh, just the fact that Tosin just casually opens up a portal to wake um to Waco Mundo, and like, is this the first time as well that we get confirmation? Because Grimjo goes, "I'm going home to Waco Mundo," and it was just such like a standalone line. Is that the first time we're hearing that this other world is called Waco Mundo? I can't remember I, if we heard I it. I think I think you're right. I do think that this is the first time we're actually getting that knowledge. Uh, because I don't think we got it. The only other people we could have gotten it from was Ukiora, but I don't think they did say it. I think they just said they were going back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then Tosin just comes in and he like does this, something that we've always attributed to Hollows because you've got the Amenos Grande who were coming through and they opened up this like kind of teeth door um, to allow Aizen and the other defectors to go up. And then you've got the scene when um, Ishida crushes the hollow bait and they're all coming through and then you got Tozen who just kind of like clicks his fingers and opens this door similar to how you know they would open up the Senkaiman um with the hell butterflies and going through there you've just got Tozen doing I don't know it's it seemed very strange that this soul reaper or ex soul reaper but he's still technically a soul reaper because that's what he like that's what he is just can open up a portal to a world of hollows yeah makes you wonder what other powers he has developed since Mm. defecting with eyes and right yeah i mean it i mean it's probably a good thing it adds more things but because can you imagine if he couldn't and he just came through and he's like yeah we're going home i'm taking you home but can you open the door first because you know you're the hollow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that'd be quite funny though that would be really funny to comment on and Grimjaw's like no I want to stay and fight <laughs> I want to stay yeah I'm staying no mum you can't make me 
<laughs> oh gosh, that's good. Um, so the only thing I had then was the post-credit scenes, and I know that this is in the manga as well. It's just taken from the manga where we actually get Hanataro Shikai. Yes. Uh, which is uh, I'm going to butcher the name of this. I'm going to try and say it right. Hisa Gomaru. Hisa Gomaru. Yeah. Hisa Gomaru. Yeah. Hisagomaru. Yeah. Which heals the wounds when it when it hits, which sounds ridiculous, but it absorbs the power and then it releases it when the little when the gauge goes full and it turns like into a small form, which is uh Ikiro Ikiro Hisagomaru. Yeah, it's like exactly. a cute little um scalpel knife. Yeah, it's like a tiny little scalpel. And then it uses that to like launch all the attack back. And I'm sitting here like Bitch, where was your Shikai when you could have been healing all of Ichigo's wounds and Ganjo's <laughs> wounds and then using that as an attack back at Sunday? Oh my gosh, yes. And like, <laughs> it's a very fitting Shikai for someone who was in the fourth division. It is. It's perfect for him. It's so cute. And I mean, I know it's like, it's not technically yeah, um, Hanato at that point. Um because it's Con who's like possessed Con. him but yeah. you can just imagine like the actual Hinato just being all cute about it <laughs> yeah that actually reminds me I had this thought at 2 in the morning when I woke up this morning right through the night and and it came to me and I, I couldn't get it out of my head how how exactly do the Shinigami get the mod souls out of their bodies like, because we've seen Ichigo have to force his fist down Cone's throat in his plushy form to get the mod soul out of his body. Mm-hmm. So, like, do they just do the finger fingers at the back of the throat to vomit the soul candy back up? Or do they... I like... wonder if they, like, take it in turns. Because Rukia has that glove, right? Mm-hmm. With that symbol on it. And, um... That's just for removing the soul out of the body though that's that doesn't say anything for a mod soul or a but i wonder if it works the same way on. and they just they just take it in terms of slap each other <laughs> because they well because they would then because that would take the geekon out of like would take the soul candy out of the soul body out of the yeah. um the gee guy yeah and then each soul pass does the same thing and we've seen that used on corn before so you're right and then they just kind of merge with the like their actual soul and just kind of like assimilate <laughs> yeah with these are the... these are my 2am thoughts <laughs> <laughs> it's just souls being like well better shove my fingers down my throat like you know I can't remember if because I there's a scene and I don't know if we've come across this scene yet but it is of Renji trying to get back into his gigai and Ooh. I can't remember if it's from the Bount arc, if it's oh, like a filler right. episode, it's or if we haven't come across it yet, but there was a scene. It sounds like filler, because I'm quite far in the watch through with Swift, and I don't remember that, and we're only watching canon. Okay, so yeah, then there's a scene then that Renji is attempting to kind of get back into his guy, but he's doing it all rushed-like, and he's just kind of like, it's almost like putting on a pair of trousers, and he's just like hugging it from behind. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Grangy. Oh. I want to see if I can find a clip of it now and just like send it to you. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, but oh. that's that's all I have. Okay, I've just got manga anime differences. Yeah, of which there isn't a lot. I mean, these two episodes yeah. were pretty pretty good. It was just like extra bits to make the episode longer. 
Um, but the anime kind of went out of continuity because um, we had that we had the introduction of Keigo's sister a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the manga, it's at the end. Um, the anime had it halfway through. Okay. Okay. Which kind of left a little cute little panel when at the end we see Rangiku who's picked up Rukia and she's running to uh, Ohime so Ohime can heal Rukia. The manga has that panel as well but then the next panel is a cute little Yumichika is helping Ikaku. They're still both in soul form and he's just like they're just both hobbling down the street and he's like helping him to safety which I thought was really cute. And then the Grimdor fight is so much longer. We don't, in the manga, we don't actually get that look of fear. We don't get any of the flashbacks. Um, it was very kind of long with the whole punchings and the excruciatingly long walk that Grimdor made to get to Ichigo. All of that was yeah. anime and just kind of fleshed out. And at some point, I did think it was a little bit too long with the whole punching. Yeah. Agreed. Um, there was a point where I was like, okay. And yeah. I knew I knew that you were going to bring this up in manga and anime differences because this is classic bleach it filler. Is. Yeah, I think what they did the last time um, with the Akaku fights was make how they elongated them. It didn't seem as noticeable as this. Right, this was yeah. kind of reminiscent to the whole Yurichi eating scene where she's just scoffing her mm. face. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it that was what it reminded me of and it was it wasn't it didn't work in this sense i don't think yeah i agree but yeah and then we got a new ending as well didn't we yes we did so we got both an opening and an ending and i it, it was too much of a shock to my system i couldn't take it oh. <laughs> i don't know these songs as well i can't sing them at the top of my lungs <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah no that's fair that's fair um. Yeah, I've got nothing more for this. So. Yeah. No. Just. Yeah. Is that you with the anime manga differences? Or was there anything else? Nope. That was it. Just the three of them. Awesome. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. All right. Delving into the dung guy. Then, do we have anything? Other than the an- other than the manga. Yeah! Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, we've actually got news oh. to share. We've got excitement times. We've got this like whole new chapter coming. And it's just, it's like, at this point, I don't care what the content is. I'm just excited that there's a spark of life and there's hope and there's something to cling to and look forward to. And it's going to be amazing because it's like Kubo's own work. Yes, you're speaking like a squad thirteen person right now. The hope and the and the and the light and the. <laughs> well, I'll need to defect and join yeah, another join... fandom to get my fifth back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. It's good to have light at the end of the tunnel and something come up because this this dropped like this just fucking dropped, didn't it? Like it I remember did. everybody was messaging me on the server like, oh my god, have you seen this? And I'm like, I'm not saying anything until it comes from a legitimate source. I am not getting my hopes up because we're talking about it being what seventy three chapters and things, but we've not got confirmation on that from a legitimate source yet. Yeah, because it all we started like seeing all these unofficial drops. 
mm-hmm. um, of like leaks and everything. And it's a case of we're not getting our hopes up until Shonen Jump themselves has confirmed. Mm-hmm. And then we finally got it on their Twitter that it was confirmed and coming in episode in Shonen Jump. It's like this bumper Shonen Jump of episodes 35 and or yeah, 35 and 36 have been combined, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's going to be in that. And that's going to be dropping this Thursday. Is it Thursday the 10th? No, it's not Thursday. It's uh, Tuesday the 10th. Tuesday the 10th. And let me go and find... Because I found a website that told you where you could go to get it. So give me a second till I get that up. So it is confirmed. Uh, This is Bleach's 20th anniversary special chapter. And it is going to be released at midnight JST on Tuesday the 10th of August this year. So that's going to be 4pm on Monday for us. It should be available on your sort of usual platforms. So if you've got uh, if you've got Shonen content or Shonen, like if you're able to get Shonen magazines, then obviously it will be there. It will also be on Vizzy's website as well. Um, if you are going to be reading the Shonen Jump content directly from their website, then you have to remember that there is a monthly fee. Uh, how are you going to be getting this, Nomi? I've got a monthly subscription to the Shonen Jump. Okay. And Shonen Jump gives you an English and Japanese, doesn't it? Um, I haven't found the Japanese options. I just read everything in English. Okay. But there's so probably that's... like something in my settings. That's fine. That's where I will be going for it anyway. So yeah, so just uh, keep that in mind, everybody. That's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. That's good. There's a little tweet here actually from Alison, uh, so I'm going to just give them a little shout over. They says, The sun is shining, my skin is clear, Bleach is coming back for a new page chapter in the upcoming issue of Shonen Jump. Aww. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's fucking cute. <laughs> that's cute. Um, but yeah, was there anything else for the delving into the Dungai, or did we just get totally sidetracked by that? I think, yeah, I think we just got totally sidetracked by that. I've not seen anything <sighs> else. Like, no official anime sources, return dates or anything. But hopefully, you know, maybe because we're getting this, we might get a date soon. Or Yeah, that would be great. I think that's what we're all holding out for as well. But yeah, yeah. the manga returning is still really good. Uh, right. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, well, then, will we come into our Shinigami Cup Peroxide edition? Yes, we shall. Okay. Uh, so who wore it best this week then, Nomi? So my who wore it best is actually in the new ending that we got. And they're all kind of wearing like um, new kind of clothes. And then there's a specific one where you've got a really cute Yachiru kind of inhabiting like her inner punk. And then you've Aww. got Soy from behind her. And she's like a, um, almost like a gothic Lolita maid outfit on and it's so adorable and so cute and it's just all their different outfits because I like it when you see characters like wearing something from the world of the living and how they would, what their kind of personality would wear so yeah, Aww. it's my who what best is everybody in the end credits in, in the end, the new ending that we got <laughs> awesome, and you're right, everybody's outfits in it look brilliant, they look great yeah even Karin and Yuzu as well look good in it. Oh, they look like Yuzu's just looked adorable. I was like, oh. I would wear that. Oh, it's so cute. And I see what you mean about Yachiru's punk. Yeah. Kenny looks great. And even Byakuya looks top. <laughs> he always looks top, though. He does. Right. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, so that was your Who Wore It Best. My Who Wore It Best was uh, Ikaku's face worn through uh, Mizu 
whose lenses <laughs> all shiny and like filtered it's like a snapchat yeah, filter <laughs> it is it is that's exactly what it's like um, um, what about your best ship then my best ship is oh I didn't write it down <laughs> I have an arrow pointing but I didn't actually write it down um, so my best ship was um, Ichigo's face and Grimjaw's fist <laughs> love that one uh, my best ship is uh, Bleach's critics and their inability to comprehend Gente Kaijo get a mode and his bath yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, about your, what about your double take double take um <laughs> do you know just, what that's bloody good one yeah just yeah child soldiers just how strong she was and the strength yeah just ooh, ooh. yeah <laughs> mines is gonna come as no surprise to anybody that mines was Ichigo's look of fear whilst being held up by Grimjow yeah like that's even although it wasn't in the manga that is solid filler content like just you don't have to spoon feed us everything you can just animate it well yes and we'll, we'll understand it yeah. uh cool and then uh, your fandom shout out then so my fandom shout out comes from Twitter and mm-hmm. it is the um artists artists called Hazel and Didi and they have some really cute kind of chibi art but they've also done some amazing characters wearing glasses mm-hmm. um so this is the chibi oh! art and it's like Rukia and Bayaka are just like playing in a little paddling pool <laughs> Oh! Uh, but then here's a style of their other ones. This one is a little bit spoilerish, but I've chosen this one just for you, Lathan. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, wait, wait, wait. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is Toshiro wearing glasses, and then there's also a character that we haven't met who's also wearing glasses. Um, oh yeah. And this I art just, is just fucking good. Right? And you've got Their the two art. different art styles. You've got the chibi styles, but then you've also got this, like, more kind of sophisticated type of art style, and it's just so good. Oh, my God. Their display picture is adorable. Holy fucking shit. So, yeah, this is Hazel and Didi, um, and on Twitter, they're at HazelDD underscore art. Whoa, 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 They've only got 180 followers. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. On Twitter, right? Everybody, everybody, I don't care what you... Stop what you're doing. Go into the show notes. If you're on, like, Google Pod or whatever, like, a platform that doesn't give you our show notes, then bloody look us up on YouTube or Spotify where you do get our show notes. Jump into our description. Click on that link. Go and give these guys a follow because, holy cow, they are phenomenally ta- talented. Mm-hmm. Holy so shit balls. And they deserve all the love. Oh honestly. my god, they've even got like a little animation of like a baby Grimjow try stand up. <gasps> yeah, it's so cute. I am not emotionally prepared to be looking at this right now. <laughs> <sighs> it's the wrong time of the month for this. Oh. I'm going to start crying. Okay, we're putting that away. That's so cute. Oh my god, you guys, you have to go and give this one a follow. Good shout out, Nomi. Holy cow, their art is so fucking good. Wonder if they do commissions. Definitely they have a red bubble. Be... They have a red bubble. Awesome. I'm seriously gonna go. Like I, I saw the red bubble and I was like, I'm gonna go on this red bubble later and just see what I can get. Cause oh my gosh, like Literally, I want my... a cute Shinji 
chibi at this point. Like, <laughs> oh my god, they've got stickers and stuff. And I would say there's big spoilers on the Red Bubble. Like when you, as soon as you click on it, there's big spoilers. But mm-hmm. if you're for for people that know everything, <gasps> they're so good. I can't even talk about like some of the ones I'm seeing because they're so spoilery. But holy shit! Oh my god. Oh my god, look at... Oh my god, they didn't. Oh my god, they didn't. They actually have a strawberry Ichigo. Like, a strawberry sticker. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I I, I, I can't be dealing with... I just can't. I don't think they've got... I don't see any t-shirt things. I just see stickers, mostly. But I'm definitely going to be exploring that. Yeah. I mean, I can't take the whole credit for finding this. I did find it in our media share on Discord. So a shout out to Elsie for sharing these in our media share. Um, But definitely worth giving them a shout as well because just the whole Twitter is amazing and I can't wait to go search the Redbubble later. (laughs) Yeah. Hazel and Didi, we are coming for you. The Serite is coming for you because holy shit, you need way more followers. Your art is fucking phenomenal. Right. Uh, funnily enough, my piece is also an art piece as well. This mm-hmm. is one that I saw. I remember seeing this one ages and ages ago, back before we'd met Grim Joe as a character. And this was like when I was first sort of watching Bleach through. And I remember thinking that the other character that Ichigo was with in this was actually Toshiro because of the, the slight height difference. But then I realised, oh no, wait, it's actually it's Grim Joe. So they've done this piece of art. And the reason why I love it so much is the lighting and the style of the art is great. But it's, it's spoiler free. And it is Ichigo and Grim Joe. And it's like just the two of them in sort of like an alternate type universe sort of setting. It's really interesting. Ichigo's got like a really cool jacket on. And he's like holding this like... What I say it's, it's not a lightsaber. It's not a lightsaber, but it's like the equivalent of like some sort of sword with light. I, and yeah, I was gonna say something, but that's very spoilerish. But it does remind me of something that we're gonna see soon. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. But yeah, the lighting in this piece is beautiful. Like the backdrop is so dark, and the characters are lit so well, and the, like the shadow casting across their artwork is just beautiful. It's like um, yeah, they're almost it's. They're in Hey Quaker Mundo, and they're going through the the doors to the other side. I feel like because yeah. it's kind of got the same kind of shape. It does. Yeah, you're right. It's really, it's really interesting. So, uh, anyway, this is called "Shall We End It?" and the the person's name they've got a very unusual name on DeviantArt, and it, it seems to be I Fragmentix. Uh, oh, but yeah. I will be leaving the the link and the, the name and everything in our show notes so please make sure that you go and check them out too oh, it's so good so and it's good. perfect because this weekend the 7th and the 8th of August is actually Grim Itchy Weekend in our Serete server hey so it ties hey. in perfectly then yeah this great this person has phenomenal art in general like not just like they've got so many bleach pieces but they've got some regular pieces of art too they've done some for like my hero academia and things as well so i really recommend just going and checking them out they've done like attack on titan pieces and stuff too so go and oh that my only piece check them out. yeah there's some really phenomenal yeah. pieces um again if you look through there's are some spoilers there for bleach too um but there is a really beautiful uh, one of Ichigo and a, v- a version of a character we've still yet to see. But is a- again, it's the lighting. Like, this is beautiful pieces of art. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. So, 
If you don't mind spoilers, definitely go and check them out. And I think that's it. Yeah. Any more for any more? No, I think I think we're good. Okay. Just ooh, have fun, guys, when you get to read the um. If you've read it already, just yeah. <sighs> Enjoy it. Live it. Content. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you are in our server, just a little reminder to any of the server beans who are listening to the podcast, uh, we would really appreciate it if you guys kept any of the spoilers marked to spoilers in the Bleach Only Chat channel. That would be great. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but yes, cool. Okay then. Uh, well, you wonderful souls, that is the end of another episode. If you like what you heard and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for The Serite on Facebook, Tumblr and Instagram and T Serite on Twitter. Each of these platforms will link you to our fantastically deadly Discord family, where you can chat with us about the show, read fan fiction, take part in creative challenges and talk anything and everything Bleach, including new chapter stuff, which is very exciting. Uh, now, Ichigo and Rikia might reap souls, but we are hoping to reap some five-star reviews, and that is where you come in. Make like her favourite orange-haired protector and Ichigo to iTunes to rate us, review us, and make us feel like number one. To those of you listening on YouTube, don't forget to be like Chad and give us that good, good thumbs up. We really appreciate it. On the next episode of the podcast, we'll be covering anime episodes 122, Visored, The Power of the Awakened, 123, Ichigo, Complete Holification, and 124, Collision, Black Bankai and the White Bankai. We'll see you souls then. Till next time. Bye. Grim Joe Jagger Jack! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>